Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James, and for this first episode of 2023, I'm joined by the usual fan, Matt Phillips. How are you, Matt? Yeah, super. Super. And deep. Jamie Penning joining us for the first episode of the year, which for anyone who's, I don't know, not looked at the episode title means only one thing. Um, we're going to be talking Nintendo today, but before we get to that, how are you doing, Matt? Yeah, I'm good. How's how you guys going? It's a new year. Um, Fresh start. In, in the st- in the space of the first week, we went to the emergency room, and uh, my game ranks gig disappeared on me. And I'm not going to use the words that I want to say about that on this recording. So we'll move on. Um, it's been a good start. After I thought 2022 was pretty trash. Matto, has has your new year been going? Though? <laughs> uh, uh, probably a bit better than yours. I um I painted a wall, and added the lights there, and it looks pretty sweet. They were already there, but it, you can't just change. Oh, you just weren't using them before. You just weren't using them because you can't just use green. Oh, you can use green on red, but you can't just use any color on red. Well, no. Now yeah, we can use any color light we like. Because very neat. Gray. Matto is I undoubtedly going to change it multiple times throughout the course of the episode. I'm sure. I ain't no chameleon. <laughs> I'm not. Cha- I didn't say you were changing color. Oh, just get your the wall, remote. Right? It's all on your phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I should have said that. That's now I've just ruined the magic. You, you've got to you've got to make it like Nintendo Red for the uh, for the theme of the episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you've just yeah. gotten rid of your red room, and you're going to bring it back for for today. Yeah. But while okay, Matto's doing that, Jamie, yeah. how, how's the start to your year been so far? Yeah, pretty good. Just um, just finished having two weeks off work, and I've been playing um, Pokemon Violet. I just finished that last night. And... Oh yeah, good. Yes, thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm, yeah, very happy with how it turned out, apart from a few technical bits here and there. But so they're still not fixed uh, yet. Oh, it's just it's just little things that you know frame frame rate drops. Like I'm not usually one that picks up on frame rate drops because it don't really bother me. But and, um, it's, there it's are some switch. there are some noticeable ones yeah which i mean I don't, I don't really care but it's it is noticeable and there's some funny textures but it's more more just little things that you know you pick up and like ah, oh, that that's fine but um but the, uh, the the story like this uh game freak are not a renowned for pokemon story but scarlet and violet had hit it out of the ballpark for sure yeah, good. Um, I actually need to get back to it at some point and give it a proper crack. I just thought oh, they might fix the bugs, but they and technical issues, but they haven't. So I might just knuckle under and get into it. What was that thing you showed me? The uh, not the dicklet. Is it dicklet? Uh, yeah, yeah, I was calling it dicklet. Yeah, I don't know what it's wiglet. Wiglet. But the, but the one that had just managed to protrude right through the guy's junk, and so it it was dicklet. I don't know if you watched the video version of the episode. Were... But I, I think, did I put it up there or did I just? I found oh, it. You found it. I found it whilst we was doing this recording. I started laughing when I found oh, it's it because the Google Images search wasn't kind to, to me when I searched when I searched for it at the time. So uh, you wait till you see what it evolves into. Matt. It evolves into Wug Trio, and it's like a rock with three of them poking out. Oh God! It's like a rock, huh? Uh, all right, moving on. Um, so, as I as I touched on before, it is a Nintendo theme episode. It's, it always is when Jamie's here, and it's going to be a good one. Um, we're going to kick off a series of these episodes over the course of January, maybe even creeping into Feb, depending on uh, how things go with the patches. And we're trying to get Damo on board for that. We've got to do New Year's resolutions and all that sort of stuff too. But um, we're going to have a series of these dedicated to Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. But uh, we'll kick things off in Nintendo because we do have an awesome guest, an expert in the field right here. Um, and we're going to go through some hardware stuff. We'll talk about the games that are coming. We'll uh, pie in the sky sort of stuff towards the end as well. But, uh, I mean, it could That'd be, be a great it, pro- game. it probably is. It's probably some trash on the PSN or eShop, if, we're, if I'm being real, pie in the sky. Or if we could Google it in images, it could be something wrong that we don't know about either. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's but not, I don't, we don't want to go there. I'm not, not again. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's, let's start by talking hardware because obviously for years now, there's been speculation about switch pros or the super switch or just what's the next console, all those sort of things. Now the switch has been out since 2017 and based on kind of Nintendo's 
more recent track record, um, it's time, you know, in terms of kind of the pattern uh, timeline-wise. So I guess the question is simple. And Jamie, I'll start with you being the being the foremost expert here. Uh, do you think it's going to happen? Do we? Do you think that they're either going to release or at least announce what the next console is? It's a hard one because the Switch is just selling way too good at the moment. Still, like it's over a hundred and I think it might be one hundred fifteen million at yeah. this rate. Yeah, I feel like it's it's selling. It's selling absolutely bonkers still, and on the coming up to the sixth year of the console, like when Nintendo, you know, years ago were talking about their life cycle of the Switch, they were looking at seven to ten years. So, in theory, like we could be going into next year still with the same conversation, effectively. And like I guess, we might so not. What do you think about that then? The prospect of that. Well. It's hard because Nintendo generally don't have a back-to-back set of consoles that actually do well. They usually have one that really does well, and that then they drop true. off. That is very like, true. Tw- GameCube sold 21 million units. The 64 then, sold about 50-odd, yeah. Yeah, and then we sold 100 million. So, and then we, well, we famously sold only 13. Yeah, so, I'm actually looking at the number right now because even in their most recent report, which is the September 30 report, which also, by the way, uh, 114.33 as of September 30 last year. So obviously that's yeah. probably, probably closer to 120 million now. But, but uh, yeah, 13.56 million we use. Oh, hang on. The, yeah. entire, the entire thing is here. Oh, God bless you, Nintendo. 100, <laughs> 101.63 million Wii's, 154 DS's. Uh, but yeah, the 64, sorry, I was way off with 50. 32.93 versus then 21.74 for the GameCube. Yeah, so, yeah. So it's hard to see where they're actually going to be going. Like, I can see them carrying on the Switch, but how do they make it different to what we've got now to improve it on the future? Like, I can understand putting like newer technology into the console itself, but how is it going to differentiate enough from the switch to actually make it more marketable because if they make it too similar then it's it's just they're going to say oh it's just a new switch it's i mean and that's not necessarily a bad thing considering how well the switch has done but then you run to where's the differentiality on between the switch and the new console like they had the problem with the Wii and the Wii U, where the Wii U was not really marketed properly and people just thought, oh, is this for the Wii? Yeah, people thought and, the, the uh, gamepad was like a peripheral for the Yeah, Wii. it was like an extra, yeah, an extra controller effectively. So, like, I can't see them going away from the hybrid model. Like, it's just been too good for them to roll both their home console and their portable business into one um obviously if it's successful then it's going to be even more successful because you got catering to both home markets both home and portable but if it's going to falter then really nintendo don't have anything to fall back on yeah yeah checks out um matter what are you what are you thinking well will it happen well, I guess is the... will it happen well yes but they'll do it in the most Nintendo way possible and just place it in the Super Mario movie without telling anyone. <laughs> It'll be sitting on Phil Spencer's shelf. Or or Doug Bowser's holding it for ransom. That's he's just holding it there. I mean why not? In a briefcase, in glass, and alongside no his Bayonetta game award that he decided not to give to Platinum. Oh good <laughs> on you. Good on you, Doug. Sorry, not game of the year, game awards. Trophy. But yeah, they, win, well, they, win a, the game they won. Awards. They won best action best game for game? Bayonetta. Oh, action game. Okay, not best family game. But then he no, no. But then he uh, wait. Did they? Yes. They no, won. they Kirby, won Kirby. Yeah, yeah, Kirby won. Yeah. That of course was, they did. just wasn't presented on stage. It's the Nintendo just, Award, except for when Nintendo it takes two awards. wins. But um, for Nintendo Award. Yeah, uh, I guess. I guess my take on the thing is, I mean, I think they absolutely need to. Um, but I guess it's it's what. 
is going to drive that for them because obviously their games sell incredibly well and regardless of Maddo's and my thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom and we'll we'll get to that game later on undoubtedly um, like that's going to sell obscenely well um, I mentioned it to my wife just last night like hey you know like the Breath of the Wild sequel's out this year in May she's like huh it's a good thing I'm not working at a school anymore and she's already like planning how she can how she can like schedule photo uh, like uh, photo shoots that she's doing around five the May twelfth day. Five months out. Five <laughs> months out. You're already so, planned. Yeah, wow. she's she's already planning to make sure that she's uh, available on May twelve slash thirteen. Probably the rest as much of the week as possible after that. I'm like, huh, I'm five days at a school. Fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, um, so I, I feel like it all comes down to the third part, like the the third parties and how much support they are willing to provide at this point. Um, and I guess there's a, again, that probably links to our software conversation shortly, but it is starting to dry up a little bit. Um, it's never been amazing. Like there's, there's a lot, there's a number of companies and EA has probably been the worst one for it where they've gone, ah, no, the the work, I guess what we get from sales on the Switch doesn't warrant the, the amount of effort we have to put into well, optimize for the platform or whatever. So they haven't been doing anything. Um, but EA is well, also Nintendo, not really a big concern. I don't think Nintendo fans are right, missing too much by EA not showing up for the most part. No, no. Jedi Survivors maybe a, a big miss, but for the most part, you're not you're not missing a lot. But it, I think it's representative though um, of where publishers could be, and it was just a matter of what were they willing to do in the past. And now you're starting to see the numbers are starting to drift off. Like it's Square Enix almost alone that is supporting it as a third party publisher now. Um, obviously, there's indies. But in terms of the big AAAs, Square Enix is pretty much it as a third party, um, unless something springs to either of your minds that I'm not that I'm not thinking of. Which you know, for what it's home, oh yeah, yeah, sorry, probably a little bit, yeah, because Tales of Symphonia, but I guess that's a it's a port so of Capcom, a GameCube game, game, so yeah, Capcom. What are Capcom doing know. with it? I mean, outside uh, of still putting know, updates out for Rise. They put Ace Attorney games on there. Oh yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah and, and Mega Man will come to it as well. Yeah, but I get, I guess they're all things that you can do fairly easily, and they probably like they're not going to be pushing the PS4 and Xbox One, let alone the PS5 and the Series X. So, uh, so the Switch, I think you can probably make it work pretty easily. But I guess in terms of kind of newer, newer titles, I suppose it's got to work for the Switch for them to be even inclined to do it at all. And I guess when I when I say you know Square Enix is the, you know more or less the only one supporting it. I hate to draw a comparison, but that's that's exactly where the Vita was at the very end. Like that's now, admittedly, Switch has done a hell of a lot better than the Vita ever did. But um, that's that's the same. Like I guess an equivalent point for the Vita, which is once it got down to just Square Enix and they were kind of putting a few things out, and that was more or less it. That was kind of the death stroke um, for the platform. Not that Square Enix games are bad. Everyone knows that I'm a massive fan, but that's kind of when things are starting to wind down a little bit. Um, so or I guess it really depends on what they want to do with their first parties. And I mean, the next 3D Mario, I guess, is maybe the the big centerpiece here. Like you'd imagine that's the centerpiece for, well, it's it's probably the next big tentpole title beyond Zelda, um, like really big marquee style thing. And so what are they trying to do with that? Will the Switch allow for it? Will it not? Um, in terms of the naming, the naming thing, and yeah, the issues they had with the Wii to the Wii U, I think, they either they're they're either moving away entirely from the the hybrid model, which I just don't think makes a hell of a lot of sense. I don't think they'd ever go down that path. It's worked far too well, and it's really created an awesome niche for them. So in that case, if they're staying in that field, then I don't think they can afford to get cute with the name like they did with the Wii U or called a Super Switch or anything like that. You almost have to slap a number on the end to make sure it is super super clear. Like this is the the next thing. No one ever gets confused about a. PS4 or PS5, or well, I mean, uh, people get confused yeah. about Xbox Ones because the the naming convention oh, yeah. is horrible. But one one X three sixty, but from the DS to the three DS, because you just put a number on the front of it, everyone just goes, "Wow, that three D shit." Well, yeah, I mean, there's a it still sold seventy five yeah, million. It's it's, it's, it's still that sold that a one lot. did very yeah. well, but um, yeah, and, and realistically, that would have done better if it didn't get off to such a horrible start. Um. Yeah, that marketing was horrible. It was just people holding the screen going, wow, the 3 is so real. Like, I don't even mean that. I mean, just like the, the lack of games, the, the lack of really anything just to do. Me. And show like, me the 3D. 
the price point the too. Price. Like I, I picked one up at launch. It was th- I got three games plus the 3ds at launch, and the 3ds was three fifty plus three games, and um, it was way too expensive. Yeah. Effectively, that's why they compensated with the ambassador program. They quickly dropped the price and then off and then tried to apologize to everyone. But yeah, who'd already bought with the ambassador stuff? But Which, it all gone. Yeah, but going back to the Switch's successor, like. I think we're going to have to really see the numbers as they come through this year as to where Nintendo is going to be at. If they see the numbers are declining more than expected, then I can see maybe they might fast track their information drop towards the end of this year. Yeah. Otherwise, if it's still strong, then we probably won't expect anything until maybe later next year. Just because I've got all their... I've got all their graphs up at the moment, so I'm just double-checking. It could be just like what Rockstar does. If you don't buy the damn thing, they might make something. So if you stop buying Grand Theft Auto V, they'll make the damn game, which they are, but they could have made it earlier. Mario Kart 8 says hi. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's hard to get a bit of a gauge. So 2021, the the console never sold better than it did in 2021. Um, 2022... That's because everyone's trying to punch everyone to get one. Twenty twenty one wasn't the OLED, was it? What was that? Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was yeah, it was the OLED because yeah. yeah, Metroid came out at the same time. Um, twenty twenty two looks like it's fairly in line with it. Like it does. I mean, it's hard. I'm having to extrapolate a little bit because we don't have the the Q four data yet. It's only up to September thirty, oh. as I mentioned. Uh, I was going to say like, so. They've not got the um the Pokemon. Edition well, they don't have the Pokemon bump. Yeah. There's all those. There's all those sorts of things that come with it. Um, but already, like, even from those first nine months of the year, the 2022 sales outpaced 2020, which is where Animal Crossing came out. Mm. And obviously, we know what and that COVID. game did. So, COVID. It, well, and yeah, and COVID, and more and people and playing and games as well. So, console sales-wise, it's hard to it's hard to see the game... Uh, sorry, the, the platform either selling worse, and if it, if it does, it's going to be, like, 1%. Like it's really yeah, it's going to be, gonna be like... Uh, yeah, it's going to be like half a million to a million maybe drop. But yeah, which is just not had... substantial at all. Yeah, and they're forecasting that anyway, so it's in within within their expectations. So as long as their expectations are met, we're probably not going to see anything and we'll probably have the same conversation next year. Well, I look forward to having it with you then. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, look, I, I, I mean, I think the time is right. Like, I think they, they need to, but that's coming at it as the on the consumer side and... And wanting to find more reasons to play on the platform, but when something like Octopath Traveler 2 comes along and now it's on PlayStation as well, I'm going to get the better looking version on the on the PlayStation. Like it's, and that's a shame because I, I love Octopath and I had such a great experience on the Switch and it kind of feels like the right home for it, but I feel like I'm going to get a better experience on my, thankfully, brand new TV. Frames. Yeah, my new yeah. my new 65-inch TV with, yeah, 60... Not that frames are a big deal for something like... For, well, for some like people, that, it is. It, some people, it is like, oh, they'll pick anything. I go, what? There's a frame drop there. Oh like, yeah, I mean, in. some people get like out that. of here. Thankfully, I'm not that sort of person for the most part. Nah, but but, yeah. but see, I, I can appreciate like you want to play it on PS5 where it's actually going to look really nice and at home and on your big screen TV. And and I don't disagree. It's going to look fantastic. But for me, when I get Octopath Traveler two for the Switch, it means I can play it wherever I want. Yeah, and um, I um. Take your seventy-five inch TV. No, no, but like I get it as well. I mean, that's where that's where I thankfully like I enjoy flicking oh, things over. Oh, you got your little to... your, your dog bone thing, or whatever yeah, it's yeah, called. Yeah, the the backbone. I I flick backbone, things onto rem- remote play. And look, I, there's a lot of merit in what Jamie's saying though, because um, I'm making sure that I'm being careful with my words here because the game will come up later. Uh, Fire Emblem Engage. A lot of people know, like my my preview is already up on the Player Two website. People know that I have the game. Um, I have. Yeah, I can say I fin- I finished the game already, but I'm not going to share any any thoughts beyond that for for anyone. Blessed Nintendo, destroy me like they Thanos snapped me out of existence. Um, but like I played that game probably 99 percent of the time portably because it just it works perfect. It's it's the perfect sort of game for that. Um, and honestly, when you when you throw a Switch game up on a on a big screen, it like it's rendering at 1080 on a screen that's you know 4k it's 
like you know, just the the like what it can actually render is not as good as what you're going to get from the Playstations, the Xboxes. So it actually kind of looks worse sometimes on the big screen, and that's not a Fire Emblem exclusive thing. Just to be clear, people, I'm not talking about Fire Emblem on this one. Um, Too bad for ten years. But then, yeah, <laughs> it it actually looks better on that smaller scale, but crisp OLED screen. Yeah, and like, but I can I can understand that as well because like you've got a like a four K sixty five inch brand new TV, yeah. Um, the technology is a bit further forward than what the Switch is currently handling. Whereas, you know, me if I've got on on my TV, my TV's only a 1080p. It's only an old cheapo TV. Yeah. Like, it's going to look pretty much just as good on there as it does on my original Switch because I don't have an OLED. But yeah. Um, well, yeah, and I so, guess my main point was like I can I can appreciate your portable thing, regardless. Obviously, we come at it from different reasons, but uh, like the the portable thing, there's a lot of merit in that. Um, and that's the whole thing too. Like it's catering to both markets. So then that's that's the success of the switch. I mean, it's catering to both people who want to play at home and people who want to play on the go. That's how it's become so successful. And that's why I desperately hope they go down that path again with whatever comes next. And then it's just how they decide to call it. Don't stick a U on the end. It's not going to work for you, Nintendo, please. (laughs) Switch U. Switch U. You switch. You switch. You switch. We switch. (laughs) You watch. They'll do something stupid. We switch U. No, it'll be new Nintendo Switch. Just like the new Nintendo 3DS. The new. The, well, the no, no, new. sorry, there wasn't a the at the front, but like just like the, the new Nintendo 3DS. Oh, Nintendo, please, please have learned a lesson before this thing comes out, whenever it comes out. Do we, I guess, uh, I mentioned Mario as the tentpole before. Do you think the new Mario game will be on the Switch? Yes. And it'll no. be later this year. No, we're not getting confused. Oh, this, this that's big. This year. This, so we talk about this Switch or the new Switch? The Switch, current one. The car, well, yeah. So, uh, yes. This this thing hot uh, in my hand that's not going to open Fire Emblem by mistake. Um, that Switch. If it is, if it is, it will be available both on yeah. Switch and whatever the new one is, whatever they want to call it. Yeah, because I'm not of the mind, and I guess maybe Jamie's even potentially shown a hand, his hand for something that's going to, you know, a topic we're going to discuss later on. But yeah, like I, Mario, I feel like, yeah, is probably going to be on both, but I don't think it'll be this year. Just because of, I mean, Zelda isn't doesn't preclude it whatsoever because Zelda and Odyssey came out in the same year in 2017. Anyway, but there was a on. there was a much larger gap, and you've got Pikmin that is apparently going to slot into 2023 as well, presumably back half. That doesn't even necessarily preclude it either because I'm pretty sure Pikmin and Mario 3D World came out in pretty close proximity, only like a month, maybe two between them, if I recall. Um, you got to think, just, yeah. You got yeah. to think too. Pikmin's only a three million seller, really. Not this time um, around, it, though. Oh, Ten mil, baby. We'll that see. Switch, considering that you know bump, that switch bump will do wonders. That, considering that Metroid Dread only sold just over three mil, and it's the most successful Metroid game of all time. Pikmin's in a very similar boat, even though they're completely different games. That the sales have been sort of niche as. Um, like Metroid and Fire Emblem, excluding Awakening. Um, it's been those are very niche games that don't really they could slot in at any point during the year and they won't really affect a Zelda or a Mario game. Yeah, yeah no, I think you're right. Like they're they're the two big ones that absolutely you just get out uh, get out of the way for or or you launch and it doesn't matter. It's not going to affect Mario or Zelda, regardless. But, um, like I, I can, yeah, I can see them announcing Mario at E3 in June and then releasing it late October. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. I'm just double uh, skimming around now to see if I can find the Pikmin sales numbers. The, the deluxe version on the Switch has sold 2.23 million. Yeah, which is, and that's obviously a port. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't find the original version of the game. But uh, anyway, um, that's the that's the hardware side. Any other thoughts on that before we before we bounce across to? Um, some software. Uh, no, don't use someone else's dock, as Paul has found out once before. And and don't call it Switch U or Switch Wii or Wii Switch or U Switch. Switcheroo. I can actually I can get around that one. Go. For it. No one else will understand. No one else outside of Australia will understand it, and that could be That's a problem. The Australian edition. <laughs> yeah. The the Yanar edition. 
Um, all right, yeah, so nah. let's let's jump across to software then, and we're going to break this into two chunks. We're going to talk about the first party stuff, and then any third party slash indie titles. Um, Jamie, again, I'll throw it over to you to to kind of kick things off. But how are you feeling about the first party slate this year? We've obviously got things like Fire Emblem. There's Kirby's Return to Dreamland in Feb. There's there's Zelda. Those three have all got dates. We've also got Advance Wars One Plus Two that presumably finally comes out this year. And Fire Emblem Engage later in a couple of weeks. In a couple of weeks. Uh, and Pikmin 4, uh, I think, are all the announced first-party things at the moment. Um, I've put, just to be clear, I've put Bayonetta in the in the third-party thing because they are still technically a third-party. Um, are there any others that I'm not thinking of? Because you're, you're definitely going to be... Nah, that, that's pretty much that. all I could think of was, was those ones. Well, are how there are you any... feeling about the slate? Yeah. At this point? It's hard because... Um, Nintendo tends to keep the cards to the ch- close to their chest. They tend to not give out too much news at a time, especially um, for upcoming releases. The only exceptions to that are um, Legend of Zelda, pretty much, because that's yeah. been um, ongoing for years now, um, and Metroid, obviously. But um, we won't know anything, really, until probably a direct come February, early February. Um, what they've got so far, though, in terms of, you know, they've got uh, they got Fire Emblem Engage, they've got um, Kirby in February, not sure about March or April at this stage. Um, well, but March, got... March has gotten, again, admittedly, it's oh, third March, party, but yeah, March, March has got Bayonetta. Bayonetta, yep. And then we've got Zelda in May. So outside of that, in terms of first party, It'll it'll keep it going, but I fully expect to hear about something else. Maybe come April, um, it could be a, a, like how they did with Switch Sports. How they did yeah. it uh, direct it was a very sort short of turnaround. Yeah, wasn't long between showing and releasing. So I wouldn't be surprised that in February, when we if and when we do get a direct, that um, we see an April release for a game we don't even know yet. And yeah. then that'll sort of take us till June um, when E3 will roll around and we'll probably hear more um, for the rest of the year after that. Yeah, they'll typ- they'll have their typical mid-year spree at that particular point. Mm. Matto, how are you feeling about the slate for the year? Uh, As things stand, I guess. I'd say okay. It's nothing really on the Nintendo side of things that I'll be overly excited for because... So you and I are obviously exceptions yeah, because, yeah, Zelda. It has, I mean, unless they change things up a bit, unless they throw curveball somewhere, they're just like, wow, which they might. You never know. Maybe we'll just go play some um, Wii Sports Golf. I mean, they've put it in there now, and it was pretty good. So uh, surprisingly, yeah, I'm surprised they finally got a sports thing right for once after all their rubbish attempts of Mario sports related games well then matto what um what would you think that would actually make you go wow i want to play that on switch like what would you want to see in like the first six well, months that's a tough one that is a real <laughs> tough one he's put the comment out there but didn't have an answer oh, you got me there <laughs> is it the 3d mario that we discussed already like is that is that does that get you in straight away or yeah absolutely if it's mario i'm there anything mario based sure like i feel like this mario movie is just a setup for their new games. It's like South Park with their stick of truth, just taking the piss out of everything and just yeah. post credits. There's a game. Po- post credits, they announce the game. Wouldn't the whole? Wouldn't that rock the floor? Like imagine the imagine being there for the premiere and that that dropped. It's not going to happen. Then, but then no, because and then yeah. you look under your chairs and there's nothing. <laughs> under your chairs <laughs> and Oprah's left everyone a switch. You're like, oh sweet. Um, it's like great. I've got, got one, one of these. <laughs> It's the, it's the old I mean, one. I'm not liking that. That's 2017 yeah, edition. No. Like, oh, God. You get an OLED and you get an OLED. Everyone gets an OLED. One person gets an OLED. Everyone else just gets a normal switch. Switch light. No, switch light. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even get a dock chat. Um, I mean, I guess to Jamie's point, is there anything outside of Mario that would really oh, get you up and about? If, if it comes out, which it won't. We've, I reckon I said this before when we were all together last time about Nintendo. Metroid Prime 4. 
those rumours about the Prime 1 remake are getting fever pitch now, and there's more and more people who I would consider reputable and not just your, you know, pop out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah, I've, you know, I've been shooting in the dark for te- uh, two years and I've got a few things right along the way. It's your, your bigger names that are starting to pop up more and more talking about it. It's headed by Jeff Grubb. Um, who are these, think, are these people? No, Jeff Grubb, yeah. is, Jeff Grubb is a big deal. He's not just like a your stock standard insider. He's a proper Jason Shry style reporter. Um, like, I I believe. But also, like, if that's true and it comes out, then clearly Metro Prime 4 is still at least another year away, I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought they'd go remake and four in the same year. No, no, especially when you want to sort of try and get you want to nurture the trilogy, the, the, the trilogy on board because people wouldn't have played the trilogy these days. Like, no, because no the last game prime game was Corruption and Wheat, and then they brought out the trilogy a year later, I believe. So, yeah, because they brought one and two to the Wii. One and uh, it was yeah. one and two on GameCube. Three came yeah. to Wii, and then the trilogy came a year later. With um, upscaling and um, and motion controls, wide widescreen and motion controls, and oh, I I don't know how I can go back to an, the original to be honest, because I yeah. I love the point of controls with um corruption. with the trilogy. It and all worked, corruption it, as well. It all worked pretty well. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a lot of credit. It worked really well. So it would be interesting to go back and like suddenly have to play it dual stick. With a, yeah, with with the sticks. I mean, I. Won't object as someone who's fairly com- you know comfortable with that and still does it semi semi regularly, but um, you're right. I do feel like that that Wii version of the game is absolutely the definitive version, as much as it's probably hardly been played by people thanks to where Metroid kind of was as a franchise at that particular point in terms of its, you know the the fandom and the way that games were releasing on the Switch, but really just getting buried by shovelware and Just Dance. So. Um, yeah, it's it's that's a fascinating one. Um, any other games there, Matto, from that first party side that that are taking your fancy or whatever? Uh just Golden Eye count. I mean, to a degree. Yeah, I'd count it. You well, shouldn't. Yeah, I'm excited, but we'll I should, count it. But, but when they announced it, it's like it also covered. Did you hear that? So Matto's most popular, uh, most anticipated Switch game for the year is an Xbox game. That's made by an Xbox developer. <laughs> it is. Not the remake, the original, and will be published by Xbox if it if uh, if it does indeed happen. I want to see how many landmines I can get stacked on one another. Yeah, and see and see if the frame rate drops still. Oh, okay. Because if it does, if it does, then I know it's still the authentic game. Or you just know it's been made by the Pokemon Company or whatever. Um, All right, so that was the case. It'd be big landmines. Um, on my side now, uh, as I've made crystal clear, I will abstain from talking about Fire Emblem Engage. The preview is out there for people to go check out that, so please do so on the Play2 website. Um, I'm pretty keen to check out Kirby. Pikmin, I I will staunchly scream and shout that there's no bigger... Well, I suppose there's a bigger there's bigger fans than I out there, but there's very few. Um, I, I like Pikmin 4 comes out, and I don't care. You could put almost any game out at about the same time, and I'll probably play Pikmin 4. Um, Final Fantasy saying, 16 might be one of the Did I put Pikmin 4 my games to play for next year? I didn't even put it in for this conversation. It was like Goldeneye. Yeah, it was It was in your most anticipated list. Um, and you actually reminded me mid-show, like, holy shit, that's right. That was slated for 2023. That wasn't some nebulous date. That, they actually put a year on that. So, I mean, that's that's pretty awesome. But... And look, I absolutely, absolutely want to play Advance Wars when when the time comes out. But I guess on the Zelda side of things, maybe you know, just delving into that can of worms. I said it to Matto before we started recording, and Jamie before you actually arrived before we started recording. Um, Zelda can have me back. Like Tears of the Kingdom can have me back if they go the dungeon path, which is is rumored to be the case. But I'll believe it when I see it. I, I don't want to buy into it because I could just end up disappointed. And I, like that'll have me in, but they really, I'm really, really happy if I get the combination of dungeons returning, and the weapon degradation situation. If that one can be, uh, as far as I'm concerned, resolved, i.e., there's no weapon degradation anymore, then 
I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> it's I, that is the. It's, it's first, just. It's an unbelievable deal breaker for me. Yeah, for me. If they say first thing it comes, oh, new features in no weapon degradation, like I'm pre-ordering. I'm buying the collector's edition straight up. I don't care. I don't even care what the how much it is. I mean, I've still got my collector's I, edition statue right there. I don't know if it's yeah, it's in the recording. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, it's my master sword standing proud. But well, yeah, old camera was horrible. Yeah, but anyway, we weren't hanging on. Uh, Logitech for that. Um, we can thank Elgato for the quality. Yeah, Elgato, amazing stuff. Sponsor us. Uh, yeah, like that's. Look, I don't know what the chance. Are. And look, I guess the thing that I, I rarely probably do properly on this show because it's it's always more entertaining to just kind of rag on Breath of the Wild. Um, at the end of the day, like I think it is a genuinely good game. It's just not the Zelda game I want it to be. So, um, you guess what? I um. I kind of agree with you too. It's just the it's weapon just not... system is just kills me. Clip that, kills everyone. Me. Clip that. Well, I mean, I've I've said it kind of verbally, but yeah, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not enough on uh, on camera. Like, I just don't like where they went for a Zelda game. Like, they could have called it anything else. It could have been a new IP, whatever, and it probably would have been like everyone else. It might have been my game of the year that day, uh, that year, but I couldn't overlook the fact that like this is not what Zelda is to me. You've kind of added things that just don't jive and subtracted things with the dungeons as well that make this thing not as pleasing as it should be to me. So if they kind of even take some little half steps back in the, in what I deem to be the right direction, Oh, look, look out. Like it probably, you know, it's kind of lingering on the bottom end of kind of anticipated lists, just in the hope that it is what I hope it can be again. I don't no. think Breath of the Wild would have really worked with having no weapons degradation. Like, point was there were so many weapons out on the field that you actually got interchangeable all the time, so you weren't really short. But I can see, yeah, you it'd, know, be a, it'd be a major whole... overhaul if they did it. Yeah, um, yeah I can, can see, see like the system being improved. So maybe there's less weapons, or there's more different variety of weapons. Less weapons, and the weapons last longer. Is there a step yeah. in the right direction? Yeah, so I can see that possibly happening. Um, dungeons, I agree with you. They sh- they need some longer form dungeons, like the shrines were as good as they were. They were basically little puzzles. Um, yeah, which it, it was just basically a dungeon in a room. And there's no um, reason why you can't have both the shrines yeah. and some larger scale long form dungeons. Yeah, like have have your uh, I don't know have um, dungeons for like your parts of the story or, you know, bigger, like, more powerful, like, permanent weapons uh, or upgrades or something like that. Um, Oh, yeah, I mean, actually, that's a brilliant idea. Like, I mean, again, just touching on my weapon degradation thing. Like, if you find stock standard weapon around in the field, it's something that could break. Yeah. If you enter a dungeon, and maybe there's optional ones as well that aren't, you know, culminating like a Divine Beast-style thing, but they're just... You know, there's still long-form dungeons there. They just might be optional, but it ends with you getting some sort of is it unbreakable too extreme. I don't know. I'll roll with it anyway. Like some sort of unbreakable weapon. Mate, I'm going around to every single dungeon doing those so I never have to go with a, a degradable thing ever again, and I'm stoked. And it probably becomes my game of the year. Yeah. So even if it has a system where if you don't repair it, just the damage halves or something, then I'm okay with that. It just goes yeah. through a... It's Black bouncing like, like there, there oh, yeah. is a drawback eventually. Like if yeah. you use it so many times, then Go eventually you'll have a drawback. But as long as the drawback like depletes isn't... your stamina faster, maybe. Yeah. Like maybe that's maybe Why that's the we making the game. Because I'm okay with stamina. Hey, so like Nintendo. If... Hey Doug, we got some. And you can always improve it. I think I've just worked out what I'm doing my next design doc piece on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of, I guess, where I stand on the the Breath of the Wild thing. Um, on the third party and indie side, now that's something that I think regardless, um, I think we'll have a little bit more, oh, well, all of us will probably have a little bit more to say about because even if it's, I mean, maybe, matter even if it's something that's on another platform, it might still be coming to Switch and so we can still kind of speak to it a little bit. Jamie, again, I'll start with you. Um, on the third party side, what's uh, tickling your fancy? One thing and one thing shipping, only. Sorry. Yeah. One thing and one thing only. Octopath Traveler 2. <laughs> coming out in February as... Uh, Follow up to the original, which is um, yeah, the original is my favorite game on Switch. 
And um, everyone stay I've tuned pl- for a fascinating piece from Jamie that'll be on the Player 2 website about Octopath Travel 2. Yes. Yeah. Oh, not 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 two, the first one. But, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, um, Octopath Traveler 2, not the number two yeah, <laughs> as well. Yes. So, but, um, and I just put, I've just tuned over 100 hours into the mobile Octopath Traveler as well. So, oh, yeah, I do see it, you tweeting in, uh, tweeting about that from time to time. Yes. Yes. So, I forgot what's the subtitle on that again. Because I've Champion, I've, Champions of the Continent. Pitch me on it now because I've actually got it installed on my phone, but I'm worried that it's too, you know, too predatory. Is nah, it just, that at all? I'm, I'm free to play. Like, I've yeah. not spent a cent on this game. Um, is, that give you a... is that why you're up to 100 hours now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, like, on one of the um, on one of the last chapters of one of the um, main stories. But um, you get plenty of free... Like, rubies are your currency for um, getting travellers in the game. Yeah. So you get, plenty, you get plenty to start with. You get plenty um, of freebies when you first get going. Because um, I've got... 65 different characters and holy shit yes there's there's lots I feel like of... that goes against the octopath name <laughs> but you've eight. still got eight, eight in a eight team so oh, yeah right. yeah so you got eight in a team but you can interchange with and they're three star four star five star characters um, you start off with a five star you get randomly pulled a five star and then you get a team get um and then more rubies means you can pull more travelers. If you pull duplicates, they um, give you stones that you can um, upgrade your, um, those partners. Yeah. And they and it's all original stories. It's it's still set in the same, um, same world land as the, as the original, but it's all different stories, all new places. Oh, there's mostly new places. Um, there's a couple of places that um appear in the original that appear in this but um but yeah there's three you start you get to choose between three different paths so there's uh wealth power and fame and each one has like a main boss at the end um because you start off with uh the you start off with a ring it's like the flame bearer's ring you are the chosen one and these three like major bosses of each path have their own ring that you got to combat. And there's like three chapters each um, set in, you set start in three different parts of Austera, which is the continent's name. Yep. Um, and there's people you can talk to where you can get items, you can buy items or you can battle people to put allies on your team. Like you can just have the eight characters as well as extra allies that you can summon in battle, and they can either do damage or give you buffs or give the enemy debuffs. Um, and the battle system's a bit different where you have eight characters battling, but you can only use the front four at a time, and yeah, you, okay. can switch, you can switch between the characters in the, in the back row. And Is it the entire so that, back row to the, and the entire front row swap, or you can, you can kind of... No, you can interchange... Yeah, individualized. So, so very much if, like um, oh damn it, I've just gone blank on the new the new uh, Chain Echoes that's come out recently. JRPG. Oh, I've been that's, hearing yeah. good things about Chain Echoes. I want, would love to give that a go. Um, but um, that, that sounds pretty good. I might have to give it a crack and hope that I don't lose a hundred hours or <laughs> or hundreds of dollars, whichever one leads me to the solution it, uh, to finishing the game quicker. It still looks as good as what it would on the original. It's got all the same. All the same and more music. It still sounds Octopath Traveler. It still feels like Octopath Traveler. It just has a Traveler's um, gotcha system where you get plenty of rubies. The Don't pay for the rubies unless you really want to support them, but they're super expensive. Okay. That, that yeah. probably got me out on that particular part of it, but that's fine. Um, but, yeah. And I guess my last question is, does it support uh, controls? Like, can you... Bluetooth the control to it and run it that way. As far like, as I know, like... no. Ah, damn it. Yeah, it's all touchscreen, but it's really simple. It's really easy. You don't that. like like to move. You just um, you can hold the screen and drag it along to move, or you can swipe it and it'll run in a certain direction. If it gets to a crossroads, it'll stop, and then you can choose your different directions, or um, you can stop it 
by tapping on the screen and then you can go into a different direction if you wish. Awesome. I think we nearly put Matto to sleep with JRPG talk though. Sorry, so we... Matto. <laughs> <laughs> um, so for you, it's pretty much just Octopath though. Like that's the only yeah, kind of yeah. third-party like, indie thing that's on your radar. But like Bayonetta, the um, prequel Bayonetta looks really pretty. looks really interesting. Um, there's surprised that it's come out so quickly after it was coming out so quickly yeah, after Bayonetta 3. Bayonetta yeah. 3. But it seems like they've had it in the works for a while now. Just further so... going to further going to update us. Uh, sorry, upset a certain voice actress. <laughs> Just rubbing some salt in the wound even even earlier than she perhaps would have expected. So but then, I'm sure that'll go down like a lead balloon for her. Yeah, that's it. Especially when it got game, game of the year last oh. year. Oh, not game of the year. Um, action game of the yeah. year. It won a game award. She won't be thrilled about yeah. that because she didn't get to claim any of it. Um, Either did Platinum Games either. Well, no, twice, they yeah, did, yeah. Doug's not returning that trophy. He's keeping that in the cabinet. Um, Matto, is there anything for you on the Switch side that's kind of not a Nintendo-developed game? And I guess, again, that's what, what I was hinting at before is there is that disclaimer. That, like, it could be something that's coming across multiple platforms. You might choose to play it on a different platform. But... I'm trying to think. I can't remember. I think there was one game, but I can't remember what it was because the brain's just overloaded because there's that many damn games coming out this year that I can't remember... Which one? Like third party? Third party, third party or indie or third party? The third party. Pretty sure it was a third party. I was looking at it going, oh yeah, that's coming out. And then I completely forgot. I don't know, I'll stop ahead. Yeah. I mean I have got a little laundry list so I could rattle stuff off and maybe it'll jump out at you, but yeah, maybe. um I mean obviously like I've Jamie's already touched on Octopath Traveler too, so that's a hundred percent right up there for me as well. But to that point, I'll probably play it on PlayStation and remote play when I need that portable component. Uh, Bayonetta Origins is going to be cool. Uh, I would not play it on this platform on on the on the Switch because I feel like it's going to be, probably have to use the cloud stuff maybe. But Hogwarts Legacy, um, the big one for me though from this whole category, or there's two big ones I guess more specifically: uh, Hollow Knight, Silk Song, and Sea of Stars. Uh, just please get in my life already. Um, it's well and truly overdue. Mina the Hollow. Yeah. Have you and Jamie? This might even appeal a bit more to you, considering you've got kind of that old school Nintendo fandom. Um, do you know Mina the Horror? I don't know much about it. No, it's the the new game from Yacht Club, the guys who did Shovel Knight. Mm, yeah, and it's got yeah, that that's right. um, like OG Game Boy era sort of visual style about it, and it's kind yeah. of evoking the um, like the the Link's Awakening sort of gameplay a little bit too. It's it's. It's going to hit all the nostalgic beats, but also they're just an amazing developer, so it's probably going to be one of the best games of the year, I feel like. But at the same time, I'm hesitant because they, they actually have it listed for December 2023. So I It'll don't be 2024. See, yeah, I don't see that sticking. So whatever. And Plucky Squire, which is an Aussie-developed game, um, which is actually headed up by some ex-Pokemon developers, funnily enough. But Oh, yeah, because that's um, James Turner and... Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the other people, but yeah, James Turner, the art... And it's Art person game. from yeah. Sword and Shield, yeah. yeah. So that's that's gonna be a kind of cool indie as well. But I assume, Matto, based on your expressions, there's nothing that I said there that kind of twigs that that game you're thinking of. No, I think it must have just been I saw Shovel Knight and thought, oh, that I forgot about that game. That Shovel Knight's so good, but yeah, and Mina the Hollower will be pretty awesome, I think. Um, well, I guess I mean we've been going a while, so we'll we'll, we'll start to wind things down with. Uh, we'll keep this next bit kind of quick fire. I mean. Just talking about it, I guess we've we've covered a lot of different games over the over the conversation so far. But what are some of the top games that we're looking forward to next year, Jamie? Uh, I feel like it'll be headed by a certain tunic hero, but tunic really? Oh yeah, tunic tunic uh, now out on Switch. <laughs> really, you is don't it, you obviously don't out on know me. Is tunic out on <laughs> Switch? Yes, tunic came out last year. Oh, uh, you go on fire in September, I think. Uh, obviously, my did it come out at the same time? It must have come out at the same time as the PlayStation version. Oh, good on them. Yes, it did, I believe. But uh, my obviously my most anticipated is Octopath Traveler it Two. It is still Octopath, okay. Yes, yes. Um, followed by Fire Emblem Engage. I'm looking forward to the new Fire Emblem coming out in a couple of weeks. Um, especially, I've only I haven't seen much of it. I've sort of been keeping myself quiet over it. Um, so same with Octopath. I haven't really um, looked much further into that as well. I've been just trying to keep myself um, preoccupied until the time comes. 
detail free. Um, Zelda is definitely up there. Um, probably won't be getting it straight away, but um, probably won't be long afterwards that I'll get the chance to play it. You won't be able to contain uh, yourself. <laughs> um, the last two of like most anticipated, they're sort of they're a bit assumed, like they're a bit. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Pokemon DLC for Scarlet and Violet. I can see it. Uh, if they follow the trend of Sword and Shield de- delivering the DLC um, a year later, then I can see that happening with Scarlet and Violet doing DLC for that as well. And I could totally see them adding more content to the game before they fix the game. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise Good work, me. Good Pokemon Company and Game Freak. And um, last one out of 2023's most anticipated, a Metroid Prime of some description. Yeah. Whether it's the remaster that is being rumoured at the moment, quotation marks. Um, I or almost if it's... believe. I almost believe. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'll believe it when I see it. And... Mm. Or all a tr- trilogy. Trilogy to me makes more sense than the Prime Remaster, unless they're going to do all three. That would be uh, how I'd like Prime to do it, games yeah. remastered before four comes out on twenty twenty seven or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like that at this point. But then a dream announcement. Yeah, toss like, it in there as well. Dream announcement. Um, we've got Microsoft Rare. Nintendo all coming to the party with Banjo Kazooie, oh. with uh-huh. Golden Eye. No, it's not that one, Matto. It's not oh, DK64. No. No it's Diddy Kong Racing. I sincerely oh, hope yes. they one day bring Diddy Kong Racing to the Switch. It's... As in just the original one? Like, just get it on the. the no, Switch just get it on NSO. Anyway? NSO. Yeah. Just get it on NSO. It, it'll work exactly how it's intended. Um, tw- Diddy Kong Racing is an absolute favourite of mine from 64. I love replaying it. And, yeah, if that came to NSO, I would be extremely happy. Yeah, a few good picks and certainly curveballed me there because I I absolutely thought you were just kind of shouting out the Mario one early. Um, As when we spoke about it earlier in the conversation, I figured that was going to be it at the end there, but that's an awesome prediction as well. Or... I guess, a weighted announcement. Matto, you couldn't come up with five. I came up with three. What have you got? Well, I've got, you said it before, Advanced Wars 1 plus 2. Yep. The reboot game. They do look, it does look great. It does look great. I was a fan of it when I played on the DS. And it's obviously done. Many, many years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it's done. It's just waiting. Just sitting there, waiting. I mean, uh, Vladimir called a 24-hour ceasefire, so you've got to get that game out now. There is no war on now. I'm being really insensitive right now. There is yeah, no war right now. You, so no, get the game you, out. Not anymore. But they printed the co- they printed the physical copies. They have to get it out. <laughs> Sitting <laughs> in a factory somewhere. Drop it. One day. Oh, well, then no, um, they're just they're just they're sitting in your local EB games right now. You just don't know it. Because no other, st- no other store is going to turn, like, Big W's not going to take it on. It's too niche for them. Um, Target can. Target likes releasing stuff really They just early. get everything, don't they? They just take everything. Give it to Target. That's probably why Target's sinking as a company, but anyway. Um, oh, no. oh, what's sinking? Where will I get my $5 shirts dead? Big W. Kmart. <laughs> Kmart. Kmart. Oh, there you go. I'm, and I'm Co for the there. win. Um, so, what else you got? I've That's got a good starting point, though. Pikmin 4. As, and, of course, my number one, as we said before. <laughs> Zelda, Golden Tears Knight. of the Kingdom. <laughs> Golden Knight. <laughs> and Nintendo Store, could you please just um, stock up on those 64 controllers? Because I really want one. Yeah, I want to yeah, get one, too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind one myself. Every I keep restocking Amiibo just... at the moment, but they're not... Everything they're not else but 64 controls. I did the 64 controller. It's just weird playing it on a pro controller because it just makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It just doesn't. It hurts my brain. It really does. That's fair. Um, and, and what's your kind of dream announcement for the... Is it Mario? Is it something else? It could be Mario. It could be Metroid. 
either and you're I'm happy. Or just bring Donkey Kong 64 to Nintendo Switch NSA. online. Or they'll bring it out, because it's Nintendo, Mario played Mario Kart 8 Plus. Well, I mean, the DLC is still going to keep... How many more? Is there three? Three, two, still three. three or two? Yeah, three. Oh, holy shit. Like that... Then what's the... They've got to run out of tracks. They'll just start well, then they're finally going to have to start developing Mario Kart 9 at that point. They're finally going to have to get started. Nah, they're going to skip 9 and jump to 10. Oh, so like doing a lot of other Windows, companies do, yeah. Doing the old Microsoft trick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I can get around that. Don't get it still, but anyway, that's the thing. Just like Goat Simulator. Oh, one yeah. yeah they, skipped, they skipped 2 and went straight to 3, and then no one bought it, probably because they were confused. Good marketing. Um, for myself... Yeah, Pikmin 4 is number one on the Switch side. Um, Octopath 2, and again, this is where things start getting tricky. Octopath 2 and Hollow Knight, I'll play on PlayStation probably. But um, but they're certainly like hotly anticipated Switch games. And I may end up just, I don't know, picking it up on Switch as well because the uber portability where I don't even have to worry about like remote play just within the house and I can just take it to work and whatever is especially handy, which is an extra layer, I guess, to the remote like the portability aspect that we weren't that we didn't necessarily discuss before, um, but yeah, Hollow Knight as well. Uh, Kirby's return, return to Dreamland because I enjoy all like I really enjoy the Kirby games and they're on a bit of a tear at the moment now thanks to uh, their most recent games. So hopefully, Return to Dreamland can kind of maintain that form. Well, I mean, Kirby won a Game of the Year award. Like, how crazy is that? Who would have thought Kirby, out of all Nintendo characters, would finally win an award? Win a Game of the Year award. The little pink puffball that could. After decades and decades of... It's because of the vending machine. No, it's the cone. It was because of the cone. I think it's the cone, yeah. The cone, definitely What did Doug reference? Was it that he could become a car? Was that what Doug said during the Yeah, I think it was the car. But we're all about the cone or... Or the uh, the fan mocked up ones, which were truly horrific in some cases. (laughs) But like the the Kirby Condom one was a real worry. But... um, but funny nonetheless. Uh, and my fifth game there, and we've already discussed it. Like, there's a big if attached to it, but it's Zelda. Like, if they can, if they can kind of even step in the direction that we were discussing, then it could come very close to being my game of the year. So we'll see how we go. My dream announcement though is Kid Icarus, and there's even been rumblings from Sakurai, which admittedly he's like semi-retired as he's de- uh, deemed himself recently, but. Like there, there's been enough from him that just seems to be indicating like this this want and desire to do something more with that. Whether it's uprising, getting off the the 3ds, whether it's a new game, I don't know. But uh, and for years I've been kind of way before even Breath of the Wild I think came along. I've been banging on about this kind of open world style Kid Icarus where there's just so much they can do above the the ground, below the ground, uh, not below the ground, sorry, on the surface. Um, and just if they can take the the rails, the on rails component away, which obviously it made a lot of sense on the 3ds, so I totally understand the how and why there. But if they could take that handheld off for for a full scale open world or semi open world sort of thing, I'll be all about that. Which says a lot because I'm not crazy about open worlds; they can be a little bit too much at times, but. Kid Icarus is I feel like has the right sort of world for it, and I think they I think they could big. Uh, do a big proper blowout and really blow people away with it. So that's kind of my dream announcement um, for the year. I don't expect it to come out, but I'd love for them to just put that out there. Or will it into will it into existence? Anything else Nintendo related that anyone wants to talk about before we start to wrap things up? No, I think we're good. I think we've we've done a pretty comprehensive job on the things. So. Um, make sure to tune in when Maddo and I do the same with PlayStation and Xbox over the course of the next sometime within the month. We'll definitely we'll definitely cover them off within the month. We'll have to do it fairly soon because the exclusives are going to come rolling soon, especially on the PlayStation side. Xbox is still waiting on an exclusive. It'll happen one day. Um, get ready for Starfield in twenty thirty. Uh, anyway, that's where, that's where we will finish it. Where we that's where. Oh yeah, that's where we we'll finish it because you've got planets. a thousand planets to navigate. Jesus. Um, all right, yeah, we'll wrap things up there. 
Uh, if you enjoyed this episode of Patch, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. All the buttons are down below. Hit the notification bell. That way you're alerted to every new video the moment it goes live on the channel. That includes Patched, Player 2 Plays, Gamer School, and a whole bunch more. Make sure to check out the Player 2 Plays. We've got an awesome new layout that all credit to uh, the pop culturist Ryan Betson for, for constructing. It looks fantastic, and it's our new staple going forward. So check all those out. Uh, I believe, Matto, from your screenshot today, you must be working on something at the moment, which is which is kind of cool. Uh, I'll pick your brain more about that later on. But um, that's that's kind of cool. And there's obviously the usual day-to-day Player 2 plays as well. Uh, visit the website, player2.net.au, for reviews, previews, opinion pieces, news, features, links to the podcast series, patch the Player 2 Pixcast and Dev Diary. Look out for, as I mentioned earlier on, a feature piece from Jamie sometime in the in the nearish future, all about Octopath. Um, the expert is going to give us something really comprehensive. I'm really excited to see it. Um, we're on Patreon patreon.com slash player2au kick in a few bucks lower tiers early access high tiers monthly episode exclusives and finally there's Twitter Matto Matto underscore Phil Jamie at Jamie Penning it's right above his head uh, for both myself included uh, Paul James Games for myself the website is player2au thank you both for talking Nintendo um, Jamie as always thank you very much for coming on the show it's, it's always good to hear your expert opinion on on everything that they're up to uh, I think we can get a bit blinded from time to time but based on the things going on with the the competitors so it's it's always good to have your your thoughts come in and maybe square us up a little bit and make us a bit more accountable and think a bit more about some of the stuff um, so yeah thanks for coming aboard Matt no thank you for having me greatly appreciate it and uh, until next week, uh, go and play some Switch games. We'll see you later.